It's time for Making Kayfabe Podcast, bro. Fuck it like Russo. Bro. 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 Bro low. Hello and welcome to Book It Like Russo Free. Bro until you can't bro no more. Book It Like Russo has become a pre-season tradition at Making Kayfabe HQ over the last year or so, both Previous episodes are amongst our highest downloaded of all time, and hey, maybe this one will follow suit, but if this is your first Book It Like Russo, well, prepare yourself for the ultimate bro-down. Of course, Book It Like Russo is a show where we, Book It Like Russo, us bromo sapiens, incorporate Vince Russo's infamous booking style where we explore the more uncouth aspects of wrestling storylines, having a go at booking arguably ludicrous segments in the hope to attract a wider non-wrestling audience. Finn Trussell, love him or hate him, excelled in writing these marmite stories and today we book our own Russo storylines. But remember, this isn't a roast of Vince Russo, it's a tribute. Did you say Bromo Sapien? I did say Bromo Sapien, did you like that? <laughs> yes, yes, you did like it. Loved it, loved it. Loved it. <laughs> that, 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 that's the peak of the episode. That, that's like, proud of that like. Uh, it was. Uh, I thought it was going to peak at Brolo instead of Hello. Which I mean, yeah, start, start we're, invent, we're inventing a language now. That's what that's we're doing. It. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the language of so, soul. I've interrupted the intro. I'm sorry. My name is Bryce, by the way. I'm the host of Making Kayfabe and Vince Russo fanatic, but I'm not alone, as you may have fucking heard, in booking like Russo today. I am, of course, joined by two of my good friends. And first off, we have the ingenious Irish instigator, the man who last season of Making Kayfabe rebooked serious wrestlers such as Brian Kendrick, CM Punk and Diamond Dallas Page. Now he's turning his hat towards some of the more bizarre aspects of pro wrestling. It's my long-time making kayfabe co-host, Dylan Copeland! Hi. Yeah! How are you doing, Dylan? I'm good. I'm okay. Are you, I'm are dead. You, <laughs> <laughs> I died. You died? In, in between, yeah, in between season four and five, yeah. Dylan has actually passed away. Yeah. Um, so, is, you know, but I, this, I, is, but, this is the ghost of Dylan. Yeah, what I did was, before I died, I recorded lots of dialogue and thought, Bryce... <laughs> Here's the dialogue. <laughs> Chop it up and and assemble it into a podcast as you wish. This and is, you, you can probably yeah. get another six seasons out of it. This is just, just like that South Park episode. Yes. When they like I'm chef. do chef's lines. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. But not right. not what Chef did, and that that's not. I didn't. That's not, <laughs> no, I'm not in the Super Adventure Club. No, can we have the Super Club. Can we have a Dylan soundboard like as yes. an app? Using it right now. Yes, this, I, I die. Please, don't make fun of it. Release next week. Yeah. It's a very, very touchy <laughs> subject. I'm very caught up about it. Literally, that's how I died. It's, it's really good. It sounds like he's like making natural conversation. It's really good, yeah. yeah it's a if really good going, app, man. If we're going by the South Park logic, then surely someone had to watch you shit yourself so that we could confirm that you were dead. They didn't have to, but they did anyway. <laughs> I, I volunteered. I didn't force them to, to sure, but yeah. <laughs> Just a fun thing to watch, you know. I, I make it a spectacle. See. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> also, Good start, guys. Good start. Just like, just like Book It Like Russell 1 and 2, we have a special guest joining us. He's the man who not only designed our badass podcast logo, but all of the incredible episode artworks for season four. We know he can draw, but can he book? 
There's only one way to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my gym bro, my arch nemesis, Tyler Mortimer. Hey, I just found out I'm a Broma sapien. You are a Broma sapien. Congratulations. Right. I mean, at least you're not dead, so that's something. <laughs> Dude, we, killed you, we killed you off in the first two minutes <laughs> you, of the You show. killed me. <laughs> I did. That oh, solves it. <laughs> I'm the that, <laughs> that sounds like an admission of guilt to me. This is this is evidence. If you're listening to this podcast now, I'm already in jail. Like yes, I've been, know. I've been charged and arrested. This is Tyler's one phone call, and he decides to use it for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you, Tyler? You all good? I'm okay. I'm fine. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm worried about what's what's about to happen like i've done two of these already and uh i i know what's about to happen over the next 40 60 minutes or so and usually i end up leaving these with a a a really sore throat and uh a massive like a sore jaw um because i just can't stop laughing and smiling so i apologize if i cut anyone off and uh this should be fun let's do this let's let's bro bros Let's, bro. let's, let's bro until we can't bro no more. Feels like a game show. You're really trying to push that catchphrase. You're really trying to sell that through the episode. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, the new t shirts that say this specific <laughs> available right now. So. Shill the merch. Shill the merch. Am I designing the t shirt? Can I draw yeah. a penis? Yeah. Is that yes. okay? Yes, you can. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, as as per as per perdition, perdition. What the fuck is a perdition? What what's a perdition? I couldn't. The Road to Perdition is a movie starring Tom Hanks and Jules. As as per the Tom Hanks movie, when it comes to booking like Russell, we'll we'll do the Russell bookings in order of Bryce, Tyler, Dylan. So as for storylines, I won't give anything away, but the focal point of my story will be Braun Strowman. The focal point of Tyler's will be <laughs> was going to be Carrying Cross. Is <laughs> now, you got Cross isn't even in it anymore. <laughs> is now going to be, I believe, a play, um, much like last time. But I think it's Bro- Bromeo and Juliet. Am I right? Bromeo and Juliet, Julita, Julita, Bromeo and Julita, and the focal point of Dylan's will be CM Punk. And there's a, a lot of just fantasy booking shit housery coming up, folks. So stay tuned as Making Kayfabe book it like fucking Russell, bro. 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 Bro until you can't. Bro until you can't. He's still pushing it. Bro T-shirts until you available. can't. Still have plenty of these t-shirts left. Bro, For some reason, they're not selling. I can't imagine why nobody's buying these t-shirts. Are we but... meant to do, do, do like the fill in the blank bit? Is that you're, what you're, you're the worst co-host ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the Broback Mountain one would sell. Oh yeah, people, people, people are gonna love that one. <laughs> oh god, we we must we must stop. We must start this episode. So yes. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick Booker Late Russell free off today by telling my story about when Russell met Strowman. <laughs> so, 
So we all know what happened with Braun Strowman. Our, our patrons have already got an in-depth analysis of what happened to him in our abominable Strowman bonus episode. That's plug number one. Uh, but I'm going to be taking Braun Strowman in an even newer direction today. So most listeners will remember a few months back in June of 2021, where just a whole bunch of wrestlers were released by the WWE. Um, you know, there's some big names in there like Aleister Black, Lana, Samoa Joe, etc., but perhaps none bigger than Braun Strowman, who was, you know, multiple-time championship holder in WWE. Uh, he had eight years in the company, and during that time, he was Universal Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Champion, Money in the Bank winner, Greatest Royal Rumble winner, and also, perhaps most prestigiously, he beat the unstoppable force that is Bill Goldberg. And yet, he got released. So we find ourselves in this storyline on the 2nd of September 2021 where Braun Strowman's 90-day no-compete clause has expired. So as of now, he's free to wrestle just anywhere in the world, but here's the problem. He can't be Braun Strowman. That's because the name Braun Strowman is intellectual property of the WWE. They own it, and they'll be damned if they're going to see him making making a living out of their name, you know, their brand. So right away... Our hero is a bit Scrooge, you know, he, he doesn't have any other names, he doesn't even have an indie name, you know, that, that he can return to because he was never on the independent circuits. You know, Braun needs a new character, which is a problem because through his own admission, he's not really that creative. So Braun needs help, but not knowing much about wrestling, he doesn't know exactly where to turn, you know. Being the biggest wrestling fan isn't what led him to the WWE, it's just being big that did that. And at this point, he's clueless and is having a hard time, you know, considering where to continue his career. But thankfully, one day, Braun gets a phone call. And it's from the 718 area code, meaning it's from New York. Why would someone from New York want to speak with Braun Strowman? He answers the call. The very first word he hears is, Bro! And I won't go in depth in the whole conversation because there was a lot of talking, most of it from the guy on the other end of the phone, but you won't believe Braun's luck. It turns out that through some absolute miracle, Braun Strowman has been contacted by the greatest wrestling writer slash booker of all time. Breach. Bryce? Breach. Yes? You. Yeah, me. Yeah, it's me. It's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Braun, it's your friend Bryce. I mean, yeah, Br- Braun doesn't watch wrestling, so he doesn't know for sure. But this guy on the other end of the phone wouldn't lie, right? You know, according to this guy, he booked the WWF during the Attitude Era, and he was also head writer during the most successful eras of both WCW and TNA. And Braun doesn't know what any of those acronyms mean, but he can only assume that two of them stand for world-class writing and total non-stop accomplishments. Which means <laughs> this guy was really good. He said his name is Vince Russo, and he wants to help Braun Strowman come up with some new gimmicks that will get him over in every promotion around the world. He also called Braun bro a lot, which confused Braun, because until today he wasn't aware of having a biological brother, but that's besides the point. Vince Russo promised to make Braun a lot of money, and Braun likes money, so he took Russo up on his offer. Vince Russo will now be booking Braun Strowman. And the very first thing he's going to do is develop some new characters for the big man. You know, throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. So, to kick things off, Vince Russo is really pulled out of the bag for Braun. He's got Braun a booking with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Nice. 
Without a doubt, one of the most prestigious wrestling companies in the world, boasting current talent like Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, Will Osprey, and you know, past talents such as Kenny Omega, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Young Bucks. You know, Braun can't believe it. What a great start. He's even more confident about the gimmick which Vince Russo has prepared for him. So Braun Strowman is going to be making his debut on the New Japan Strong brand of the company. So Braun is pretty strong, so he likes that idea. And for those who don't know, Strong is New Japan's American-based brand, so Braun doesn't have to worry about traveling too far. You know, he's a big man, so airplanes are a nightmare. He doesn't want to put up with that shit. After all, he's a superstar. If the promotion wants him to wrestle in Japan so badly, they should just fucking bring Japan to him, you know? Mm. Anyway, I digress. Gimmick number one for the artist formerly known as Braun Strowman is Braun Strawman. Okay. Braun Straw Man, which is a, a scarecrow based gimmick. And uh, bro, it's genius. I mean, how, how many times have you seen a wrestling scarecrow? Zero. Oh. Zero. Dylan, zero. It's never I keep watching, getting, I keep, I, was seeing the, I keep seeing the wrestling scarecrow and then flying away because it scared me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I'm a, a crow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bird. Yeah, I'm a bird. This is why birds before. don't watch wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they tweet about it. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That, that didn't even come out of my mouth because I was so embarrassed by it by saying that, you know, like. <laughs> it's never been done before. So the audience will eat it up, you know, especially an audience like New Japan's who love serious wrestling. So they've got to love serious scarecrows. Nothing could possibly go wrong here. And, and Russo assures Braun that everything will be, be perfectly fine. And that he even has prepared, pre-prepared a storyline ready to rock for Braun Strawman's debut. So it's all set. On a September edition of New Japan Strong, we get halfway through the show, uh, the ring has been emptied, and then the big debut happens. And l- let me set the scene here. So eerie music is playing through the PA system as dry ice spills out onto the arena floor. In the distance, we hear a series of frantic caws from frantic crows who have seemingly been scared by something. And to the utter shock and fascination of the crowd, ten people dressed as black crows enter through the curtain and onto the entrance ramp. They look terrified. They're running around. They're bumping into each other, panicking about something. And then we see it. Well, we hear it. Because from backstage, we hear a massive bellowing, Braun! And out comes Braun Strawman, dressed impeccably similar to the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he has a little pointy black hat, he's got big green long sleeve shirt, straws poking out the arm and neck holes of said shirt. He looks ridiculous, but to the ten geeks dressed as crows, he is terrifying. They try to run away from him, but to no avail, he catches them and delivers a strong chop to each one. The birds are no match for Braun Strawman and his new Scarecrow gimmick, but hey, this is just the entrance. There's more to come. Braun Strawman enters the ring and awaits his opponent, who just so happens to be Will Osprey. And Will Osprey, <laughs> Will Osprey makes his entrance. He sees the fallen birds around him, looks down at the Scarecrow in the ring, 
and his facial expression changes from one of confidence to one of just sheer abject horror. <laughs> Osprey <laughs> makes it very clear that he does not want to go into that ring because the scarecrow inside it, Braun Strawman, fills him with nothing but mortal dread. Because <laughs> he's afraid of, so we gentlemen. all know he's afraid of, of scarecrows. Well, he's yeah. a high flyer. He's a bird. Well, there we go. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, how into your ornithology you guys are, but oh, do you know what an osprey is? I assume it's some kind of fish. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> An osprey is a bird. Oh, and birds are afraid wow. of scarecrows. It's not just exclusive to crows. All birds are afraid of scarecrows. Trust me, I've done experiments. Um, <laughs> reluctantly, osprey gets into the ring as a scarecrow just stares him down. The referee stands in the middle of the ring, calls to the bell to ring, and just fucking immediately, Will Osprey gets the hell out of the ring. Walks up the ramp as the referee counts one, two, three, four, all the way up to ten. Will Osprey has forfeited the match through countouts. Braun Strawman is victorious in his first ever match on New Japan Strong. Wow, this allegiance with Vince Russo is really paying off right from the start. However, Braun gets backstage and he's confronted by the booker of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Gedo, who asks, Kore wa itai nanida? Which roughly translates to what the fuck is this? <laughs> One of his top attractions, Will Ospreay, has just been made to look like an incompetent scaredy cat. Uh, simply won't do. It won't do. So Ghetto fires Braun Strawman on the spot to the utter despair of Vince Russo. Oh, but fear not. We can still make this work. Russo assures Braun that he has connections with other promotions and on top of that, he has endless ideas. So, you know, Sure, Braun Strawman didn't work out, but there's plenty of other gimmicks that Vince Russell has up his sleeve. Vince and Braun leave NGPW on bad terms and optimistically look to the bright future of Braun Strowman. So what has Russell got up his sleeve now? Well, it's another gimmick, another promotion. Now, unbeknownst to most of the wrestling media, Vince Russell has a very tight connection with Tony Khan of AEW. Yep. And as it happens, AEW are scouting for new talent right now. Uh, you know, with the launch of the new show Rampage. So, unbelievably, the next destination for Braun Strowman is going to be All Elite Wrestling. And in All Elite Wrestling, Vince Russo has a genius idea for Braun's new gimmick. So, around that time, there, there's somebody else returning to AEW after a brief time away due to pregnancy, which is Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy. Mm. And Vince Russo just has the best idea of that in mind. So, from this point on... The artist, formerly known as Braun Strowman, and Braun Strawman, will be known as Brondy Rhodes. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Brondy Rhodes is all elite. And he I was... thought you were going to say that Braun Strowman is going to be like playing the role of her. Like, I, I was pregnant, but now I'm not. And here's the baby. And it's Braun <laughs> Strowman. He's like a seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah. But he's just like, I'm a baby, you know. <laughs> That's what babies that, say. That's, that's one for Bucket Lake Russo 4. <laughs> From the baby. But he pitched that idea, but um, Paul White in the back, the he, he was, yeah, he was like, nah, I've done the, the, the nappy thing. He it did that before. That. Yeah. New York baby, yeah, exactly. So. Goldust did that. And, and actually in the Russo era, Goldust did that as the artist formerly known as Goldust. He dressed up like a baby 
It was incredibly embarrassing. A shockingly common gimmick, yeah. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. We Bro- learned something. Yeah, we learned something today. But Brondy Rhodes is all elite, you know, and he wastes no time in making his debut. So during an episode of AEW Rampage, Hugh Brandy Rhodes is set to go one-on-one with Chris Statlander in her first match ever after pregnancy. And so both women, they get in the ring and they start wrestling. They go back and forth for five minutes or so before Statlander starts to get the upper hand. You know, she has Brandy on the ropes. So she clotheslines Brandy over the top rope and in an effort to hide from her opponent, she slides under the bottom rope. So Chris Statlander exits the ring, looks for Brandy Rhodes and can't find her. She's confused. She doesn't know what to do. So the referee, Bryce Remsburg, he starts counting Brandy out. You know, one, two, three, four, etc. But when Remsburg gets to the count of seven and eight, somebody very familiar pokes her head above the ring apron. Fuck me, it's Brandy Rhodes. Braun Strowman, dressed exactly like Brandy Rhodes, enters the ring and delivers a huge clothesline to Chris Statlander. The referee, not noticing any difference, stops his count and allows match to continue. <laughs> can I, can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just have one question. When you say that Braun Strowman looks exactly like Brandy Rhodes, yeah. do you mean ex- like because... <laughs> <laughs> look, twin magic works in wrestling. Even yeah, if you, but, but, even if you but, don't look exactly alike, right? But Braun Strowman's let, let me, let me, a, a white guy, right? This clear. So Bryce Remsburg, the referee, is completely oblivious to the fact that Brandy Rhodes rolled under the ring and came back two feet taller and about three hundred pounds of muscle heavier and had a great big bushy beard. So and a different skin color. Yeah, was that, is that as well? Yeah, just okay. He, okay, so like, that's that's what I'm clearing up. He didn't like. Black up or anything, did he? No, no. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. I feel like we, we really have to just kind of believe in the magic part of twin magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Brondy Rhodes is in the ring and, and like he's he's clotheslining Chris Statlander and Chris Statlander staring at the referee in disbelief. You know how how can how can he not see the difference here? And regardless, the match goes on, but not for much longer because Brondy Rhodes hits a running power slam and Chris Statlander holding her down for the one, two, three. The graphic on the screen shows that Brandy Rhodes is victorious as the referee has to stand on his tiptoes to raise her hand in victory. <laughs> Commentators Excalibur, Jim Ross and Toa Shivani comment on how impressive Brandy Rhodes' victory was tonight in her comeback match. That was one hell of a running power slam. And, and meanwhile, in the ring, Chris Statlander is recovered and is frantically trying to convince the referee that she just wrestled two people in that match, not one. Bryce Ramsburg, though, he's having none of it. He's all like, you know, you lost, deal with it. Chris Statlander cannot believe this is happening. You know, Brandy Rhodes just used twin magic with Brandy Rhodes and it looks like nobody saw it apart from her. And so over the next few weeks, Brandy Rhodes goes on a huge winning streak, collecting wins over Thunder Rosa, Hikari Shida, Dustin Rhodes, the Lucha Brothers in a Handicap Match, and Hangman Page. (laughs) Nobody can believe this epic run of form that Brandy Rhodes is on. She's now the number one contender, uh, and she's about to be taking Kenny Omega on for the next pay-per-view, Full Gear. And what a competitor, honestly. And like, Still, nobody other than Chris Statlander is aware that it isn't even Brandy Rhodes. It's Brandy Rhodes doing everything for her. And the match is... Go ahead. can, Can I ask a question? Yes. Is it Brondy or one word, or is it Braun D? And in so, that case, what does the D stand for? 
Well, I've, I've got it written down as Braun hyphen D, a D I, okay. you know, but. Uh, okay. You know, uh, what, what, what would the well, D in that case? In that case, if it's, if it's DI, it stands for uh, Princess Diana. Yes, yeah, uh, let's let's go with that. Yeah, that's the princess that lives inside Braun Strowman. And yes. when he lets the princess out, he becomes Braun. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> so the, the match is a. Uh... I'm just kidding, boss. Past that, the match is getting hyped <laughs> in Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, you know, meanwhile, Chris Statlander, she's meeting with Tony Khan like desperately, trying to convince him that that's not Brandy Rhodes. It's the guy he wrestled in WWE's Braun Strowman for fuck's sake. And after weeks of trying to convince him, Tony Khan starts to see merits in Chris Statlander's claims. So. Cue a video package, a montage of Tony Khan researching the, le- the legitimacy of what Chris Datlander is saying. There's some montage music in the background. We see Tony Khan doing like side-by-side video comparisons of Brandy Rhodes and Braun Strowman. He's comparing the stats of Braun Strowman to this newly improved version of Brandy Rhodes, who's on the hottest win streak of her life right now. We see him in like a lab coat doing like chemistry and shit, like tapping glass beakers <laughs> full of coloured liquid with a contemplative look in his face, you know, you know the stuff. Um, Sucking on the end of a pen, but like getting the ink like dripping down his, his uh, face. Yeah, exactly. I get you. Like, yeah. like a scientist, exactly. So, um, Write then, some notes about the results of full gear, like on a piece of paper and then holding <laughs> them to a camera. <laughs> oh, Tony. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, when he's in his laboratory, somebody hands him a clipboard and, and Tony Khan just looks up at the camera in utter shock. He's come to a startling realisation. Holy fucking shit. That's not Brandy Rhodes. That's Braun Strowman. What? Yeah, right? What? Tony Goodness. Khan, he cracks the code and realises that Brandy and Brondy have been using twin magic all along. They've made fools out of us all. <laughs> he fires Brandy Rhodes on the spot, he fires Braun Strowman on the spot, and sets his sights on finding a new challenger for Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship. Oh, and and, and Braun, Braun calls Vince Russo in a rage, he's all like, you said they'd never find out. And Russo's all <laughs> like, bro, I was so sure, it took them weeks to find out. But don't worry, bro, I've got one more idea, and I think this is going to be straight up money for you, bro. Listen to this. And he tells Braun the idea, and Braun loves it. Vince Russo immediately gets on the phone to Scott D'Amore, the executive vice president of Impact Wrestling, and they start talking money. Now, here we go. It's Bound for Glory, traditionally one of Impact Wrestling's biggest shows of the year, and there's been a ton of gossip around an apparent huge signing that Impact have made. The signing's been hyped as a, a multiple-time champion, a former member of a deadly faction, and somebody who has never wrestled for Impact before. So, who on earth could it be? Well, let me tell you, Matt Cardona isn't a fan of all this hype of this huge signing is getting. And, you know, all, all the attention should be on him right now. You know, he's the king of the death matches and the current <laughs> zeitgeist of pro wrestling. And the worst part is, he doesn't even have a match for Brown, Brown for Glory. The disrespect... You know, the temerity, the sheer audacity of Impact Wrestling to hype this new star but not give him a match. So, Matt Cardona, he he takes a stand. He says that he will be the first one to face this so-called huge signing and he'll show exactly why he should be receiving all the hype. So, Bound for Glory rolls around and it's time for the match. Matt Cardona versus a huge new signing for Impact Wrestling. 
Matt Cardona enters the booze because everyone hates him these days. And mm-hmm. to be fair, fucking fantastic heel. Um, he gets in the ring. He waits on his opponent. This huge signing, remember? <clears throat> and everything goes quiet in the arena. And the crowd wait with bated breath of who this new signing is. It's been hyped for a long time now. They know it's a big name. They just don't know who. They're on the edge of their seats. As suddenly, a familiar song plays on the PA system. And it sounds something like... Bow, bow. Bow, bow. This ain't a brawn for the broken hearted. To a fucking tremendous pop from the crowd and a standing ovation, this huge signing is revealed as none other than Bron Jovi. Can oh you believe Bron Jovi? <laughs> Bron Jovi is signed with Impact Wrestling. Bron Jovi makes his entrance on a steel horse as his Titantron graphic shows that he is wanted, dead or alive. And as he rides down the ramp, he gets about halfway there and a metaphoric bed of roses falls down from the arena ceiling. One announcer speculates how long Bron Jovi will be part of Impact Wrestling, while the other one answers, always. He gets into the ring, <laughs> the bell rings, and he immediately hits Mark Cardona with his new finishing move, the shot through the heart, and pins him, one, two, three. Bron Jovi is off to a fantastic start in Impact Wrestling, and goddammit, Vince Russo has struck gold here. Bron Jovi gets backstage, he and Vince Russo embrace, delighted in the fact that they may have just got this right. Vince Russo's name has been dragged through the dirt oftentimes in pro wrestling, and whether that's deserved or not, what matters is that he has finally redeemed himself, all thanks to his genius creation of Bron Jovi. That's it, bro. <laughs> Look, I'm not familiar with Bon Jovi's back catalogue. Uh-huh. Why? But I'm fairly sure there were a lot of Bon Jovi references going on there that flew I, over my head. I was about do, to do say exactly the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I am unfamiliar with every I got I know I know two Bon Jovi songs and I know you reference them both. So I'm like, all right, cool. But then there was there was other stuff that you were saying and I'm like, I feel like these are references that I I've you know, I've never sat down and listened to Bon Jovi. I have no idea. Maybe you know, I, I think I could pick some of them up, but I know the shot through the heart one. Did he actually yeah. shoot him? Um, That'd be no, great it's, if it's, he just pulled out a, a gun. Like a, heart, like a heart punch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, so he doesn't go Pillman on it. Okay. He doesn't go, doesn't go full <laughs> Pillman. <laughs> so the references were. So again, I'm not a biggest Brown Joey fan either, but, you know, uh-huh. um, his entrance music is It's My Life. You know, okay. this ain't a song for the broken hearted, but it's a Brown for the broken hearted. Um, you've got Brown Jovi, uh, you know, riding down to the ring on a steel horse. Um, you know, on a steel horse I ride from Wanting Dead or Alive. Um, he gets down the ramp, he gets about halfway there, living on a prayer. Yeah, I got uh, that one. Bed of Roses falling down from the arena ceiling. Bed of Roses is a Bon Jovi song. Yeah. Um, how long is he going to be in Impact Wrestling? Always is a Bon Jovi song. Until and, they uh, sue Impact Wrestling. For oh, yeah, until free. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bon, actual <laughs> Bon Jovi. Yeah, like, sue Impact Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. But. Um, you know, but Vince Russo he struck gold with Braun Strowman, uh, Braun Jovi even. So you know, what what more can you ask for there? I want him to tag with Kid Rock. Kid it's, Rock. Just I don't know why, but I want them to be a tag team like Braun Jovi and Kid Rock. Yeah, and get Chris Jericho involved as well, and like make it just a yes. rock like trio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now we're that. talking. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Okay. 
Yeah, Chris Jericho and his fuzzy records. Yeah. My favorite was Brondy Rhodes and the <laughs> Twin Magic. I think that's because we talked about it like a million times. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally made it into an episode. This is incredible. This is Brondy I... Rhodes Twin Magic. I really like the the straw man one. I'm like the scarecrow guy. There's there's some legs with this one because I just the image of him dressed up the like legs. the scarecrow. You know, like it was just so like that, what I wanted to know because he got fired after the first match, which is a shame. Because I wanted to know if the bit with the crows where he comes in and beats the shit out of the crows is that like his entrance? Does he do that every time? Because yes. that that shit was cracking me up. Like imagine like you know it's match twenty. And he's still like waste ten minutes beating the shit out of crows <laughs> before he comes down to the ring. I'm like, we get it, all right. Who who hired the crows? Where, like, who are they? Where did they come from? You know. Have you guys Have you guys seen the episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they they become professional wrestlers? It's got um. Is Roddy, Roddy Piper, Piper in, it? in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have like a tag team which are all the Crow Boys or something like that. (laughs) Like that's all I was picturing. Like it's it's Braun Strowman dressed as a scarecrow, and then though like Charlie Day just running away dressed as a bird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? But yeah, that that was my that was my ritual booking. But moving on, folks. Thank you, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it it, it literally was born from like um. Dylan and I discussions because we had him um, on the Patreon uh, second plug um, we had the, the episode on the Abominable Strowman um, yes. which is one of the exclusive rebookings and then after that like Dylan and I and, and Tyler and I as well were just firing back you know um, uh, uh, Bron Strowman puns, puns. Yeah. Was, like, there was like Bron Spaceman there there was like um, oh god what, what else was there was like Bron I've, under, like, them all. I've named like the three main ones it was actually Tyler that came up with Bron De Rhodes and I just kind of like added um Added a bit of meat to it, but you know, it's uh, just endless. Um, bro, bro, Roman didn't even go down that route. That that's for particularly Rizzo Four, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but, where I thought it was going. I'm like, it's definitely Bro and Strowman, right? You know, like, but you didn't. Not once did you, did you touch on that. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's that's for the next time. Through. Yeah, it. uh, it's too. Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> too easy. Yeah, Brandy Rhodes is where it's out, or Brandy. Oh yeah, nobody <laughs> saw Brand. Bro- uh, Brandy Rhodes coming. I don't think. I think that was a real. It's a swerve, bro. It's a swerve, that's it, it's a classic Russell swerve, but moving on folks, our special guest Tyler has got a booklet like Russell of his own, and in the past he's booked a coked up Vince Russell booking the return of David Arquette on Raw Underground, and uh, he even has a, had his actor a miniature play last time round, yeah. I think he's doing something similar today, uh, so Tyler, yeah. It's me, let's bro, <laughs> it's, it's, I, until I see. we can't, bro no more, there you go. I let you have why, the, why does it work when you do? What the fuck, man? It's because it's because you have so much enthusiasm for the end of it, you know. Yeah. You really like I, like I, if I we do, we, we just kind of that sentence, yeah. exactly. We just kind of bumble our way through it. But you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this, bro. I'm gonna sell it. Sell How the t-shirt, t-shirt sales? Selling like those t-shirts that aren't <laughs> selling, but they're available. They're half price. <laughs> We've not even promo code. Promo promo code. Promo code. Promo code. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's the character uh, is working, man. We've not even released this episode yet. We're lit- we're literally still recording it, but we've already sold a million T-shirts, so you know it's going well. Hundred million. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So last time round, I stumbled on a format like so. So out of the three of us, like I think the the thing that makes me unique as a as a Vince Russo booker is that I'm concentrated on the art of this stuff right like wrestling to me 
is an art form. And last time around, I stumbled upon how I express my art. And that was in the form of theatrical plays read aloud on podcasts as <laughs> universe versions of real events. Um, and it, it, you know, last time around, we had Russo versus Russo, possibly the best booking of all time. No, not Russo versus Russo. Vince McMahon versus Russo in, uh, you know, a, a, the best wrestling match of all time. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> fuck, how do I beat that booking? I mean, I, I pretty much peaked episode mm. two of booking mm. like Russo. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought, you know, what? Don't don't break, don't don't fix what what ain't broken. Like stick mm. with the format, right? And I've I, I've always been kind of quietly convinced that wrestling is the most successful form of theatre. In, mm. in uh, and and uh, I, I was thinking, well, what's the most successful theatre, right? Like when you when you really think about it, when you look at it, it it's Shakespeare. So mm. what what would happen if you took the most successful form of theatre, which is wrestling, and the most successful theatre piece of theatre, which is Shakespeare, and just mixed them together. And I came up with Romeo and Julie Lita. I love you're still struggling to see it. <laughs> it's it's going to be an issue. How are you guys, how are you guys uh, uh, reading iambic pentameter, just out of interest? Uh, I, uh, I've i just learned how to read, so... <laughs> yeah. So similar, this is yeah. all written in Shakespearean iambic pentameter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and essentially we're going to follow this... We both story. know what that is, so that's fine. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's the main thing. We're both very clued up on amb- ambientometer, yeah. Ambidanger, yeah. kids. <laughs> anyway. Bryce, Bryce, say what it is again. Just uh, 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 Ambitameter. Exactly. Great. <laughs> so I've sent over Bryce and Dylan a script which they've never seen before, and they're going to open this now for the first time. Uh, last time round, it was quite easy because they only had to do one character. Um, this time round, there are multiple characters um, oh, in okay. this. I've done the kind of the first half of Romeo and Juliet as Romeo and Romeo and Julieta. Um, and I've tried to kind of cut it with a cliffhanger at the end. If people like this enough, I will do the second half of Romeo and Julieta. I don't think they will. Um, yes, they will. So, and if they don't fuck them, we're doing it anyway. So, like, <laughs> this all depends on your ability to do kind of impressions of wrestlers and also read Shakespearean verse. So you're all going to be playing multiple people. So I'm going to be reading the yellow bits. Bryce, you're the green bits. Okay. And uh, Dylan, you're the blue bits. Okay. Okay. So have you got the scripts open there? Yes. I have the scripts. Script. I'm, I'm green, Dylan's blue, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, okay. with, without much further ado, there has never been a tale of more woe than that of Romeo and Julie Lita. The prologue. Two promotions, both alike in dignity, in fair Monday Night Raw where we lay our scene. From accidental grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil wrestle Twitter unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventure, piteous overthrows, doth with their death bury their promotion's strife. Scene 1. A ring. Enter Hangman and Darby Allen of the House of A.E. Dubs in a conversation. Hangman. Here come two of the house of Dub Dub E. Enter two other journeymen, 
Rollins and Finn Balor. Darby Allen. I will bite my thumb at them, which is a disgrace to them if they bear it. He plays a black and white slow motion vignette of himself biting his thumb on the Titantron. Rollins. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? I do bite my thumb, sir. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? Dobby to Hangman. Is the law on our side if I say I? Uh, no. No, sir. I do not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I bite my thumb, sir. Teddy Long appears and books a tag match out of nowhere. Draw, if you be man player or something. <laughs> <laughs> they fight. Enter Sammy Guevara, who is doing a run-in. Parts, fools! Put up your swords! You know not what you do! Enter Roman Reigns, who is doing a run-in, because Sammy is doing a run-in. What art thou drawn amongst these A.W. Canny marks? <laughs> Turn thee, Sammy, look upon thy death. <laughs> I do, but keep the peace. What? Drawn on talk of peace? I hate the word, as I hate hell. All A.E. dubs. And thee. They also fight. Enter three or four refs who attempt to break up the men. Also, enter Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. Cody. Uh, I think you're saying that's Brandy. Uh, no, it's Brandy in this one. Oh, okay. I, I'm fairly sure. I, I can't see Twin Magic. It's Twin so Magic, yeah, you never know. How can, you, how can you know? Yeah, you'll know later, yeah. I've got to do a Cody Rhodes voice. Um, hold on. What is this? To Brandy. Give me my weight belt, ho. The nightmare is come. Enter Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon opposite. Vince, spying the AEWs. Vow, villain Cody. To Linda, who holds him back. Hold me not. Let me go. Nice. That's good. Thou shalt not stir one foot to seek a foe. Is that, is that your Linda impression? Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Like I really wish I was at your version of like the McMahon wedding. Like with Bryce <laughs> doing his vows and you doing your vows back. But it's like, anyway, we, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the couples remain on either side of the stage, the women holding their husband back either by force, argument, or childish withholding of weapons. The refs, as well as Sammy and Reigns, remain in combat. Enter Sean Rossap from Fightful.com. What ho, you men, you beasts! Throw your mistempered weapons to the ground. The ring falls still. Free civil brawls, bred of an airy promo by thee, Old AE dubs and dub dub E have thrice disturbed the quiets of our tweets. If you ever disturb our tweets again, your lives shall pay forfeit for the peace. On pain of death, all men depart. Exit all, except Sammy, and enter Romeo, who is Vince Russo. Good morrow, brother. Bro, is the day so young? I, me, the acid makes day hours seem long, bro. <laughs> what sadness lengthens Bromeo's hours? An in-ring <laughs> sex show, bro. That which having makes them short. In love? Out, bro. Of love? Out of our visible thong line when I am in love. Alas. Oh. So, Bromeo, seeing the destruction of the previous segment, 
I, me, bro, what prey was here? You tell me not, for I have booked it all. Tell me, in sadness, who is it that you love? In sadness, brother, I do love a diva. Sammy, giving it up. Then be ruled by me. Forget to think of her. Oh, bro, teach me how I should forget to think. By giving liberty unto thine eyes, you fail to examine other beauties like the actual pro wrestling ability and potential of a well-booked female wrestling division that gives preference to ability rather than the physical appearance and over-sexualization of our female colleagues, bro. Farewell, bro. Thou canst not teach me to forget. Exit Sammy and Bromeo. Scene 2. Outside the house of the dub dub E's. Vince and Edge are in a conversation. Tis no chance so hard, I think, for men so old as we to keep the peace. Of billionaire capitalist reckonings are you both, and pity tis you lived at odds so long. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit? It's, it's like Edge is in the room. Wow. Yeah, like it's a spit of edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Dylan, do different voices for each character. Dylan does the same voice. My reference. <laughs> my my Linda McMahon. <laughs> Your Linda that was McMahon spot on. Was yeah, spot that, on. That was, <laughs> Linda McMahon's infamous booming voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, Vince. My diva is yet a stranger in this world. She hath not seen the change titles yet. Younger than she are rated our mother's maid. And too soon married are those so early made. Taking him close and offering an alternative. Such this is a hard one. Such delight among fresh female buds shall you this night inherit my at my in-ring live sex celebration. Come, go with me. I'm going to applaud you for that. That was a really long Shakespearean sentence. You did very well. Enter Vince, uh, exit Vince and Edge. Enter Sammy and Bromeo in conversation. Why, Bromeo, art thou mad? Not mad, bro, but bind more like a madman is. Shut up in prison, kept without my food, bro. Whipped and tormented and placed among the upon the pole, good brother, bro. Enter Michael Cole. Good Ian, my masters is the great rich Vince McMahon of the House of Dub Dub. And if you not if you are not of the house of the A dub, I pray you come and crush a cup of white claw and rest you merry. Michael Cole hands Sammy an invitation. Exit Michael Cole. Bro, I'll go along. Exit Bromeo and Sammy. Scene free, Capulet's house. Enter Linda McMahon and Stephanie. Julie Lita! Enter Julie Lita. How now? Who calls? Your booker. Madame, I am here. What is your will? Tell me, Diva Julie Lita. <laughs> How stands your disposition to be sexed live in the ring? <laughs> it is an honor <laughs> dream that I dream not of. Well, think of ratings now. The rated R superstar seeks <laughs> you for his love. This night you shall behold him at your feast. And the time the guests are coming. <laughs> yes, go ahead. 
Can I just can I just say like Lindsay McMahon is like that. You, you ever seen Monsters Inc? And it's like the reception is like Yeah, Wazowski. Yeah, watch out, Wazowski. Do you reckon I'm gonna have to look up the casting for that movie and just double check that it isn't Linda McMahon doing that voice? Because I oh, think Dylan. Dylan's pretty spot on. Okay, so now I'm the woman. So, so, Ste- okay. so Ste- Stephanie says Madame, the guests are come. We follow thee. Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days. Exit Stephanie McMahon and Linda McMahon to go start the female revolution. That's what they're off to do. Anyway, scene four. <laughs> a street. Enter Bromeo, Sammy, Tommy Dreamer, and the Dark Order. Tommy Dreamer. Nay, gentle Bromeo, we must have you dance. Not I. Believe me, bro. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead. Bro. Come, knock and enter. But, bro, I have nowhere to go. Why, may one ask? I dreamt a dream tonight, bro. And so did I. And what was yours? That dreamers often lie. <laughs> Sammy, hurrying them along. Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early, bro, for my mind misgives. Some consequence yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fa- fearful date with this night's reveal, bro. That's like one of the most famous Shakespearean lines from this play, and your delivery is the best I've ever heard. Let's move. <laughs> Exit all. <laughs> Scene five. Dub Dobby's house. The room is crowded. The people dance and drink. Romeo and Julietta wind up dancing together before Edge spins her away. Romeo stands downstage, awestruck, and following her movements. He stops a passing servant. What broad is that, bro? I, I know not, sir. Oh, she doth teach the radiance to burn bright. Did my heart love till now? For I swear it's sight, bro, for I ne'er saw true beauty till this night. Bro? He moves to follow her. Shane, who has been standing behind Romeo. This, by his voice, should be A.E. Dubs now. By stock and honour of my kin, I strike him dead. I hold it not a sin. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so? (laughs) Father, this is a Montague, or foe, a villain that is hither come in spite to scorn our solemnity this night. Young Bromeo, is it? Content thee, gentle, less favorable child who is not Hunter. Let him alone. Steve, like Steve Blackman, I'll endure him not. He shall be endured. Am I the master here or you? Go to. Why, father, tis a shame. Exit Shane. Bromeo, uh, taking Julietta by the hand. If I profane with my unworthiest hand, this shrine, bro, the gentle fine is this, to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this. For bad bookers have hands that pilgrim's hands do touch, and palm to palm is the bookers pilgrim's kiss. Have not bookers lips and spinneroonies too? Hey, spinneroonies that they must use in prayer. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what a spinneroonies do. <laughs> the kiss. 
You kiss by the booker. Madame, your booker craves a word with you. Exit Julie Lita. Oh, that was Stephanie. I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Keep Let going. me do it again. Madame, <laughs> your booker. I'll just change all the voices completely. Madame, your booker <laughs> craves a word with you. Exit Julie Lita. Who is her booker? Her booker is the lady of the house. Exit Stephanie. Is she a dub dubby? Away, be gone. The sport is at the best. Aye, so I fear, bro. The more is my unrest. Vince, addressing the entire room. I thank you all. I thank you, honest gentlemen. Good night. The revelers begin to disperse. Enter Julie Leiter and Stephanie. Come hither, Stephanie. What is yon gentleman? His name is Bromeo, and A dubs the only bro of your great enemy, Khan! <laughs> my, 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 my only love sprung from my only hate. Too early to see unknown, unknown too late. Exit all. Scene six, outside the walls of the house of Dub Dub E. Bromeo hides. Enter Sammy and Dreamer. Bromeo, my bro, Bromeo, Bromeo. He ran this way and leapt this orchard wall. Giving up. Come, blind is his love, and best befits an episode of dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit his mark. Go then, for tis in vain. Exit Dreamer and Sammy. Scene 7, Dub Dubby's orchard, Bromeo hides. Bro, what light through yonder window breaks? It is east, and Julielita is the sun. It is my lady, bro, it is my love. Bro, that she knew she were. Julie Lita appears at the balcony. Ay, me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, mercy. The, oh, it's, uh, oh my goodness, it was so romantic. She speaks, bro. Speak again, bright angel. Please give me more of that beautiful verbiage, bro. <laughs> oh, Romeo. Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy promotion and refuse thy name, or thou will not but be sworn my love until my contract expires and my not compete is over, and I'll no longer be a dub. Dub E. Shall I hear Mo? More? <laughs> Shall I hear Mo? Mo? Shall I hear Mo? Bro, until you can't bro no more. Speak of this, bro. Tis but thy promotion, that is my enemy. Vow art thyself through not A E dub. Oh, be some other name. What's in a promotion? That which we call a rose, by any other word, would smell as sweet. So Bromeo Woods, were he not Bromeo called, Bromeo doth by name, and for that name, which is no part of A.E. Dub, take all myself. Bromeo emerging from his hiding place. Bro, call me but love, and henceforth I will, I never will be Bromeo. Julie Lita shocks. Art thou not an A.E. dub? 
If any of my kinsmen find thee here, they will pin thee for a free. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have night's cloak to hide me from their eyes, and but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their <laughs> that said hats. <laughs> My life were better ended by their hats. <laughs> My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued, like I assume, whatever May Young is supposed to be, wanting of thy love. Dost thou love me, O gentle Bromeo? If thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Lady, by the Undertaker's streak, I vow. Oh, swear not by the streak. What should I swear by, bro? Do not swear at all. Or if thou wilt, if that thy bent of love be honourable, thy purpose marriage sends me word tomorrow. And all my fortunes at thy foot I will lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. A thousand times, good night. Exit, Julie Lita. Why only a thousand? Well, it's the biggest number. Oh, right, In Shakespearean right. times, they didn't count over a thousand. Didn't go any ah, right. Didn't need to. Yeah. When are you going to get a thousand <laughs> or something in Shakespearean times? <laughs> anyway, exit, Julie Lita. Love goes towards love, bro, as workers from their catering. But love from love, forward catering with heavy looks scene L Friar Meltzer's cell Friar Meltzer in his cell enter Bromeo good morrow father Friar Meltzer startled fuck our <laughs> Bromeo uh have not been in bed tonight uh God's pardons sir uh was thou with uh Cornet it's not All your right. delivery it's your Meltzer voice <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember me doing the Meltzer voice? Um, what show was that I was doing my Meltzer oh, voice? No idea. No, it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yours is technically more accurate, but, you know. I have never heard Meltzer speak. He signs, he does sound quite like Bryce's. Um, he doesn't sound anything like mine. Mine was okay. like, I was like, uh, Romeo has now been in bed tonight. <laughs> and, uh, so... Uh, with Cornette, my five-star father? No, bro, I have forgotten that name, and that name's Woe. That's my, uh, good, uh, 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 son. But be plain, where, where has, uh, Vow been, uh, uh, you know, uh, then? Then plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair diva of Rich McMahon. We met, we wooed, we made exchange of Vow, but this I pray... Bro, that thou consent to marry us today. A wrestling wedding. I pray thee work me not, bro. Come, uh, in one respect, uh, I'll be thy assistant, be, uh, uh for this, uh, uh, may so happy, uh, prove to, uh, tur turn your, you know, uh, promotions, Rancour, uh, to... Uh, pure love. Later that night, on Monday Night Raw, a wrestling wedding is set up in the ring. Romeo waits with Friar Meltzer's in a single spotlight. Julie Lita enters with Stephanie by her side. Julie Lita joins Romeo. They join hands and gaze into each other's eyes. Friar Meltzer. So, uh, smile the heavens uh, upon this holy act, uh, that after hours, uh, with some sorrow, chide us not.
cut to Vincent Edge watching a TV standing sideways. They kiss. That's confusing. That's not Vincent Edge kissing. Yeah, that's that's, that, that, that's Romeo and Julieta kissing. Okay. Although, but if you want to imagine Vincent Edge kissing, I understand that. Yes. Okay, good. Anyway. Play thou... Uh, no, oh, sorry, that's it. Sorry, it's been sorry. <laughs> um, play thou now the gimmicks. Oh, play thou now. The raw God. feed cuts to advertisement. A voiceover on the ad. Up next... Edge's rated R in ring sex celebration. End of part one. Woo! Yeah. So if you are a sadist and you want to hear more of whatever the fuck that was. If you want to hear some more stirring impressions by me, please write in and let us know. That no, was that uh, Linda McMahon. Like, that, that, that Linda McMahon is, is spot on, dude. Like, uh... It's that like it's like he was in the room. It really is. That was really something, guys. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's not easy to write Shakespeare at all. Like that's a very complicated kind of thing to do, and yeah. to be able to do that because that that was that's it seemed very accurate in the way it was written. But also to be able to, to do it, it and like, like incorporate wrestling into it as well yeah, as like, to keep it modern it, yeah. and to to make it relevant to wrestling while incorporating the Shakespeare style, not easy. And they'll write all that in like five minutes as well. You know, pretty yeah. fucking good. I, I did. I, I I must admit this was a rush job, but you know, but like that shit's hard to do. Like if you had a month to do it, you know, like I like well, to think that's how yeah, only if you have a month to do it. You know, you know, like <laughs> well. One day someone's gonna be like, "You wrote, for, you were the head booker for WWE. Like, why don't you come to our theater and write our new Shakespeare show?" And he'll do it, and he'll come up with this. Like, this is this is what it is. And that'll be called plagiarism, and you'll get to sue him. I wouldn't. I just, gen- I, I, I threatened to sue him, and then when he came to my door crying, saying like, "I don't have, have any money, money bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I spent it all on cocaine and hookers and something called cheese whiz," and like, I'd let him just put his head on my lap and softly sob into my trousers and I'd stroke his hair. That's how he gets that's how he gets out of all of his lawsuits, dude. This is ridiculous. Every time don't time. fall for it. Don't like, fall if for it, it. If it works on Cornette's wife, it's gonna work on me. <laughs> oh Dude, that that was really good. I just wish I had better actors. Oh hey. no. I, <laughs> I'm talking about me. You you were great though. We were the best we were the best part. My Lazowski. Mike, Mike was. I can't even do the voice. I can't even remember what. You can't because you fucking did it. <laughs> anyway. 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 Yeah, folks. If you want to hear part two of that, just um, send us a tweet. Send us a little just, tweet. Send, send Tyler don't. a tweet. Send, just, send Tyler your hate mail if you yes. didn't like it. Yeah, um, just don't. As <laughs> <laughs> at dyslexic tweets on Twitter. <laughs> and now the play starts to make sense when you look yeah. at the Twitter handle, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, it's almost time for your main event. <laughs> but before that, it's time to plug what's coming next week on season five of Making Kayfabe. That's right, we're going to reveal the first episode of season five right now. Listen to this. It's the most anticipated podcast episode of all time. Since day one. The Making Kayfabe listeners have asked, when are we getting it? Well, after over 50 fantasy bookings, it's finally time! 
It's time to book the man, the myth, the legend. It's time to book the best in the world. It's time to book. Viscera! Join Bryson Dillon as he kickstarts Season 5 of Making Kayfabe with a fantasy booking of Viscera. This highly anticipated fantasy booking is coming to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube and every other podcast app on November 2nd. 2021. Make sure you subscribe to Making Kayfabe today. You do not want to miss this one. Yeah, ne- next week, Vissera. What, what, what do you say to that, Dylan? That sounds incredible. I can't wait to hear it. The people have been asking for it. You know, it's about so, that time, right? Yeah, like people really, really, really seem to care about viscera. So yeah. we're gonna give the people what they want, which apparently is viscera. Legitimately, the most requested episode of all time. I'm not even lying. This is like above, like the John Cena heel turn, or or the NWO, or you know, Kurt Angle's retirement. Like this is the most requested episode we've ever had. So, you know, um, it's it's, it's about damn time. But Tyler, I'm gonna put you in the spot here. What's mm-hmm. your favorite viscera match? In fact, give, give me your top ten. Actually, give me your top Look, ten. Look, I. Yeah, I I know that you guys want me to go all in on my extensive knowledge of Viscera, but I mean, now that I know what the episode is, I'm already thinking about what the artwork could be. And <laughs> you you guys have kind of blocked me out. I think it's mainly Bryce kind of doing like some executive decisions about drawing dicks in yes. the artwork. You, yeah, I said you, that was fine, but Bryce vetoed me completely. And I think he chose Viscera because even if I tried to draw his dick, you wouldn't be able to see it. Yes. That's, well, that's one part yeah. of it, yeah. That's just infringing my artistic creative kind of side. And mm. I, mm. I want you to know, maybe it's not going to be in the Viscera one. Maybe mm. it's going to be, but there will be a penis. Are you going to hide the dick somewhere? Are you going to do like a Little Mermaids? I'm not going to hide it. It's mm. going to be proud. You're going to see that dick, man. Mm. It's going to be proud and bold. All right, folks, that's something what's to look my, in season five. What's my favorite Viscera moment? I don't know. Yeah. I don't have one. Yes, you do. They're all good. There's, there's, there's too many to name during this podcast. I think that's what the problem really is. I think it's probably going to be something between Viscera and Mr. Ass. There's there's some point in the timelines where they converge with each other. And whatever that moment is, it's magic. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Viscera next week, folks. Uh, yeah, hope you hope you hope you enjoy it. But it's time for your main event. It's making Kayfabe Dylan's turn to book it like Russo. Dylan has booked more than 30 Making Kayfabe storylines, so has a wealth of experience in doing this. In previous Russo bookings, he booked the King of Bros, Matt Riddle Bro, and Pope Steve Austin. Now he's got a little bit of CM Punk lined up, so Dylan, by all means, my friend, take it away. Let's bro until... Until there's no more uh, bros. Until until they release Brayback Mountain? Yeah. (laughs) Did we get it right? Is that the catchphrase? Is that the answer? <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're killing me, guys. You're killing me. The t shirts. <laughs>
How the t-shirts doing? We have a warehouse. Well, what are we gonna do with these fucking t-shirts? <laughs> I literally hired a fucking warehouse. Yeah, I sunk my life savings into this, Bryce. Come on. <laughs> we can't give them away. God damn it! Nobody knows what they mean. <laughs> you can't no mo. Is yeah, that a, yeah, is you, there a spelling error on the t-shirt? Yeah, what does this mean? What? Bro, why is bro no mo than an apostrophe? So it's like you know, it's like mo because more is mo and nice. It's it's funny when you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dylan, do your book. Sorry. <laughs> okay. We, should we should we go? Yes. Until okay. we can't go no more. Yep. Oh, ah, uh, I walked into it. I walked into it. <laughs> really pushing it. Uh, really, I mean, you know, we're not the ones you should be pushing this on. You should be pushing this on the Twitter page. I will. Man, don't oh, worry. good. Good, good, yeah. good. Okay. So, for my uh, Russo rebooking, in the past, they've been told from, like, the, the point of view of Vince Russo. Like he's uh, having a conversation with people. So this one is is, is the same. Mm. Um, I don't remember what voice I give Russo. I, I don't know if I could do all of this in Linda McMahon's voice because um, <laughs> that hurts. It really hurts, you know. I think out of the three of us, you're the best Russo impression anyway. So yes. Okay. Well, I all right. Well, I I it, all, it like it dips in and out of the of the impression, you know. But I'll I'll give it a go. So this is um. This is what would happen if Vince Russo was to rebook. One of the, the biggest angles all year in pro wrestling, I think, was the return of CM Punk. Oh, I'm pretty good to mean? the return of Brandy Rhodes. Okay. She hasn't, returned. She hasn't returned yet. Ah. They could still do the, the Braun Strowman thing. <laughs> I'm holding it. I'm holding it. Exactly. So, you know, everybody was talking about CM Punk coming back. Viewership went up. It was a slam dunk, right? There's no way anybody could possibly fuck that up. No. <laughs> Enter Vince Russo. So, <laughs> I, uh, well, you guys listen to the story. You can tell me whether or not he, he fucks it up. You know, that's, I can't uh, see how he could. It's a home run. It is a home run. Yeah. Like, they did it right. All they had to do was have CM Punk come out with a microphone and talk to the people. That's mm. what he did. People mm. loved it. Right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Simples. Yes. Um, it's like it's unfuckable. <laughs> unfuckable. Let's go. Anyway, let's hear about it. So, all right, bro, how is it hanging? Did you get that uh, that thing started out yet? You know that weird thing you were telling me about the other day, bro. Let me tell you, bro. My IBS is really causing me some problems. <laughs> I can't think straight. I'm shitting so much. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so it's good to see you again. Let's talk. I got a great idea for you, Tony. Got a great story. You're gonna love this, bro. You're gonna love this. See, you love pro wrestling, right? So do I, bro. I mean, I, I hate it. It took away the best years of my life for me. It drove me into a crazy depression. Made me want to pull my eyes out with my own eyes, bro. The wrestling <laughs> business was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But I still love it. Get it? It's like, have you ever had a wife who you love, but also she's a real bitch, and she hides all your stuff, and then she punches you sometimes so hard that one of <laughs> So hard, <laughs> so hard that one of your teeth fell out. And you put it in a little bag because then you never, you because then you know you'll have to use it as evidence in court sometime. You know, oh, you know, this is, this is why I come here. Anyway, keep going. 
Uh, you know when you have a wife and she's got really big yayas, you know, but also she's really handy with a knife if you know what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> you ever have a wife who isn't technically your wife and she gets really angry when you call her your wife? Fucking bitches, am I right, bro? Jeez, give me a break, let me tell you. Anyway, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you what you need, Tony. You need three things, okay, bro? You need me booking your show. That's number one. And the other two things you need are consequences of having me booking your show. So, okay, now I think you understand. We're all on the same page here, bro. So, step one is to employ me, okay, Tony? Now, I see you're handing out contracts left and right and left, yeah? So it seems odd that you aren't handing one out to your old pal Vinny Roo, aka the Batman of WCW. It's fucking Vince Russo, bro. It's me. I'm talking about myself here, Tone. You gotta start paying attention here, buddy. I can't go repeating myself all day. My time is precious, alright, bro? You'd know that if you hired me to book your show. And that's step number one on your road to redemption. Having me as your lead booker. It's imperative that you give me this job, buddy. I mean, I, I'll, I'll work for cheap. You have no idea how cheap I'll work for. I mean, you're paying Joey Janela 300 grand a year, for God's sake. You can afford me. <laughs> Fuck you, can you, afford <laughs> you always get one in. You can afford me, Vince Russo, the linchpin of the Attitude Era. Did I ever tell you about the time that I saved professional wrestling forever? Changed the entire landscape I did, single-handedly. I did it all myself. I made Monday Night Raw worth watching. And then I made Monday Nitro uh, shit itself. The way I do with this IBS sometimes, if you catch my drift. <laughs> and I did, and I did that. I did that tonight, Joe. Because Vince McMahon promised me that if I made WCW die a death, he'd buy me a Ferrari. But where's my Ferrari, bro? Where's my fucking Ferrari? I didn't get one. I don't got a single Ferrari, let me tell you. So anyway. So anyway, you should let me book your show, okay, bro? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how'd this guy get into my house? And the answer to that is, don't worry about it, bro. Alright, we're best friends, you and me, you know this. So it's totally fine if I walk into your house uninvited, because we're best pals. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> no, I know you're thinking something else. You're thinking, hey man, if Vince McMahon got this Vince Russo guy to intentionally kill WCW, and later on got him to book for TNA and basically ran that into the ground too, why would I hire him to book my wrestling company? Well, he'd probably run my company into the ground too. And the answer to that is simple, bro. It's because Vince McMahon promised me a Ferrari for the WCW thing, and he didn't pay up. And then he promised me a helicopter for the TNA thing, and he didn't pay up for that either. So I'm not falling for that gig a third time, you get me, bro? No way I'm listening to Vince McMahon this time. No way am I bringing down another wrestling company for that guy. He never pays me in vehicles that he owes me. What a cheapskate, am I right? But you, Tony, you're the total opposite of a cheapskate. I see you pissing away money like nobody's business. And that says dollar signs to me, bro. You get me? So I thought to myself, I'll never forget it, bro. I thought to myself, now here's a good billionaire. You know how nobody really trusts billionaires, right? Like Vince McMahon. There's a guy who's an evil billionaire because he made billions of dollars by being dedicated to and growing the wrestling business, right? Spent his entire life in the wrestling business. That's how he made his money. And now he's worth billions, yeah? But he's a bad billionaire. But you, Tone, you're a guy who's a billionaire just because, right? You didn't earn any of your billions. You just have them. And so you're one of the good billionaires, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> I know how the world works. A guy who dedicated his entire life to one specific business is a bad guy. And the one who just woke up one day and it's $7 billion is the good one. So you're one of the good ones, Tone. I get it. 
But since you're such a good billionaire, one of the one of the ones who pisses his money away and whatever, then you'll totally have a little bit of spare chance to give to old Vinnie Rue, who we've already established as me. Okay, bro? So just <laughs> throw me a bone here, a little bit of cash to allow me to pay off my gambling debts. That's all I'm asking. Plus an extra hundred grand on top of that. That's all. I mean, that's not much, man. I'm not a greedy man. But also, I, ha I have lost a lot of money in the gambling. So if you could cover that for me, then I'll be okay. Uh, now that you've got your checkbook out there, Tone, I'm thinking that maybe you need something else for your company, yeah? So step one is to hire me, Vince Russo, but it'll take more than me to change everything, bro, okay, bro? I mean, I'm just a man. I can't do everything by myself. I need some good talent to work with as well, bro, okay? So after you hire me and you give me a very lucrative salary, you're gonna need to write another check for somebody else. That's very important. We're gonna need CM Punk, bro, and let me tell you why. It's, <laughs> it's because he's really good. So, you're gonna have to reach down in your bank vault, and you're gonna have to scrape out some change for that guy. Uh, trust me, bro, I've heard the rumors. I know what everybody thinks about Punk. They don't like him. They don't think he's worth it, but trust me. Put your trust in Vinnie Rue, okay, bro? When have I ever let you down, bro? Think about that. I've never let you down, ever. Partially because this is the first time we've ever spoken. But I swear to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's still true. Still true. <laughs> but I swear to you, bro, that I won't let you down. And so you're gonna have to sign this CM Punk guy. And yeah, I'd never heard of him either, except for like a week ago when somebody showed me some footage of him pretending to hold a microphone. It was electric, bro. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I said to myself, bro, I said, bro, here's what I said, bro. I said to myself, I said, bro, you got to get Tony Khan to sign that guy. And also me, Vince Russo. Those are two very important things. You got to sign us both. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, am I being held hostage right now? And to that I say, yeah, I guess, kind of. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I do have a gun. Uh, <laughs> and I have a very itchy trigger finger, if you know what I mean. But I rarely shoot to kill, bro. You know, merely just a cripple. That's my thing. So now you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking, but if I hire this unknown CM Punk guy, how is that going to fix my company? Ah, but you're forgetting the first rule here, Tone, which is that you've also hired me, Vince Russo, and I can fix everything. I can make this CM Punk guy worth watching. I guarantee it. I can get you your money back with this guy, and it's a simple thing. What does everybody love? That TV show Tiger King. That's right. We oh, make no. CM Punk into that Tiger King guy. <laughs> now, hear me out, Tone. Think about it. That show was a total car crash, right? And what do people affectionately call my run in the Attitude Era? Car Crash TV. And they say it with love in their hearts, Tone, let me tell you. It's not a negative thing <laughs> at all. It's definitely a good and nice thing when people say that I wrote Car Crash TV, okay? It's definitely a nice thing. And I feel nice when people say nice things. So obviously, people love that shit, right, bro? They love Car Crash television. And nothing is more evident of that than the fact that people love this Tiger King show, bro. So we get this CM Punk guy, right? We give him a mullet and a stupid hat, and we give him a tiger. And then we, like, put out the rumors that maybe he fucked a tiger. I mean, we can't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't prove it. But we're all pretty sure that he fucked the tiger, right? And then we have him out on your show with, like, a live tiger. Right, bro? Think about it. The people will love it. They love a bad guy, man. I mean, bro, that's what they love. They love Steve Austin, right? And he was a prick. So they'll love this CM Punk guy threatening to feed people to his tiger, which he may or may not fuck later after the show. That's his <laughs> business. 
It's a moneymaker, bro. Let me tell you. Now think about the merchandise, bro. Think of all the stupid hats you could sell. Think about all the t-shirts. We could put a picture of a tiger on a shirt, and everybody would buy it. Bam. Absolutely no effort from us whatsoever. Just a tiger on a shirt. Easy. It's, it's a moneymaker, bro. I'm telling you. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, I'm rich and famous. I don't deserve this shit. I was a nice guy all my life. Why am I being held hostage by this Russo guy? Well, let me tell you, Tone. This isn't a hostage situation, okay, bro? Not until I pull out the gun that I have in my pocket, anyway, you know? Hey, you hey, look at it. It's a nice gun, right? It's got bullets and everything. <laughs> You're probably also thinking, but if we sign uh, Charles Montgomery Punk, then we gotta sign some more big names, too, right? <laughs> but the CM stands for it. No, yeah, I know. I bet. I thought it was Cookie Monster. <laughs> He's got this a lot. I think I already wrote that one into the show. Uh, <laughs> Actually, did you? Uh, yeah, I bet that's. Uh, I bet that's what you're thinking. I can tell. I know, man. I understand. You and me, Tone. We got a connection here. I can really feel it. You know, maybe you might want to go out sometime, get a drink or something. I know it's really great for uh, players that does like French toast. It'll blow your mind. Boy, those French are really onto something. Their toast is great. And don't even get me started on their fries, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, you're thinking about si signing Daniel Bryan. I can tell. I can read you like a book, bro. And that book is a short propaganda pamphlet from the 1940s. It's a weird, it's a weird book to be, bro. But whatever floats your boat. <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> oh, boy. So listen, bro. You can't call him Daniel Bryan because that's that name is owned by the evil empire and the bad billionaire. But you're the good billionaire. So we can just come up with a totally new and different name. And I think I've got it, bro. <laughs> I think I've got it. Obviously, CM Punk can keep his name, you know. But uh, this Daniel Bryan guy, we got to come up with a new name. So I think I've got it, bro. It'll blow your cock off just like this gun would if I pointed it at your <laughs> cock and pulled pull the trigger. I mean, I'm not going to do that, obviously. We were just having fun here, Tone. Just a couple of pals having a few laughs. That's what this is. That's what's happening here, so don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, obviously... I'm loving Vince with the psychopathic, like, you know... He's like, so casual he about it. <laughs> casually psychopathic, yeah. Anyway, so obviously we have to change Daniel Bryan's name from Daniel Bryan to Klaus Hamhandles. And we... <laughs> and we make him a monkey trainer. So CM Punk comes out with a tiger, okay? He gets to keep his name because that's his actual birth name as far as I'm aware. And then, <laughs> as far as I know. And then Klaus Ham Handles comes out with the monkey. Now, I know what you're thinking, bro. Does the tiger eat the monkey? Or does the monkey, like, ride on the tiger's back and ride him around the arena? That's the draw, bro. That's the hook. You get it? I swear to God, bro. It's like printing money. Hey, do you have an apple? I could put an apple on your head, right, and then shoot the apple off your head with a gun. It would just be like Robin Hood, bro. Oh, hey, man, you should totally give one of your wrestlers a Robin Hood gimmick where they have a gun. Look at the ideas I'm giving you, bro. This is this is amazing. You totally got to hire me. And I work for cheap, bro. Just give me some whiskey and also a big briefcase full of cash so that I don't have to pay tax on it. And we are off to the races. I mean, I certainly will be. I'm going to gamble it all away at the races. That's just between you and me, though, Tone. You and me. We're best friends for life. I mean, you're best pals for life. Your best pals for life. Don't call the police, please. I really need this job. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> My favorite bit, right, is there was this really understated moment where Vince Russo had to confirm that he was Vince Russo within his own <laughs> continuity. Yeah, he's like, that's he's me. Like, you know, we, which we've already, it's about Vince Russo, which we, we all know, I, I'm Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Which, by the way, is me. Yeah, it's yeah, that's who I am. We've um, <laughs> already established as me. Because, like, imagine you're Tony Khan and this guy, this fucking homeless guy, walks into your house. You don't know who he is, and he's talking shit about, you know, gambling and and IBS and stuff. The one yeah. thing, that, like, at the beginning, my one question was going to be, why isn't Tony Khan responding? And then you brought out the card, and I was like, ah. when you got, yep. Didn't you, I swear to God, like, when you done Matt Riddle last time, you called him Klaus as well. Is it the same name? Is it Klaus Handhandles? Oh, <laughs> that was Christmas. Christmas. No, was it not Christmas Kringle? Christmas Kringle, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I thought Klaus doesn't close. You're, you're absolutely right. Oh, two, yeah. Two great, well, maybe great I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, very, very K-related names, you know? Hmm, hmm. I gotta, I gotta up my game for the fourth one. Should be KM Punk. KM <laughs> Punk. What's the K sound for? Klaus. Klaus Montgomery Punk, yeah. Yes. Carl. Monster. Okay. Yeah. Carl with a K, yeah. Chick Magnet. <laughs> uh, chick, but Chick is spelled with a K. I think he spit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like how like the big question coming out of Dylan's rebooking is like CM Punk's what does CM stand for? And not, you know, Vince Russo is a gun wielding maniac who's broken <laughs> into like Tony Khan's house. It is Well like what what um, reality TV. What other way like realistically, how could uh Vince Russo ever practically have a interview with Tony Khan other than by breaking into his house and holding him at gunpoint. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, true. It's probably the, it's probably the easiest way to do it, to be honest. Yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of Book It Like Russo, because we can make that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Just imaginary, not in real life. And and this, this is a true story. It's a true... Because, <laughs> she, because CM Punk did debut for AEW, and so did Daniel Bryan, so... Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. This is, true. So this is how it all came together. Yeah. Did he get a Ferrari? That's for the part four. <laughs> a spoiler I just, alert! I just, no, I just fucking love the Vince Russo stream of consciousness. Like just, like just rambling for like fucking Those are, yeah. twenty minutes at twenty can. Like, hey buddy, my pal Tony got the gun. Like, Those are my favorite parts too, where he just starts talking about stuff. <laughs> just imagine Tony kind of sitting there, like, what the fuck is going on? Help me, you know? Yeah, but he's just like, but he's got a gun, so you have to listen to him, you know. All right, K-Favors, that was Book It Like We're So Free, and I think no matter what, you can't argue that we've at least kept it consistent over the last three editions of this series. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and hey, if, if you enjoyed that, we've got a lot more fuckery on our Patreon page, if you're into that kind of thing. Over our break between seasons, Donald and I have added a ton of new content on there. Uh, you know, that's an actual ton. We, we, we yes, weighed on content, it, yeah. and it's literally a ton, ton. So, you know, that, that includes new exclusive Mate and Air episodes, new episodes of our new show, Air Conundrum, where we make each other write ridiculous stories, and some exclusive insights on Season 5 of Making Air, which is coming up so soon! And of course, just by listening, you're doing our show a lot of good, but if you want to support us more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash makingkayfabe. That's patreon.com forward slash makingkayfabe. I want to thank our special guest, Tyler, for joining us on today's show. Tyler's anything? Yeah, welcome welcome back for number four, my friend. Is there anything you want to say or plug while you're here? No. He wants Great. to plug Making Kayfabe, the best uh, podcast in time. We've got a t-shirt for sale. It says, bro until you can't bro. 
No, that's Mo. Just, that's, that's oh, my God. It's, it's, it's your own catchphrase. It's a printing error. The, the last two words cut off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an absolute nice. logistical fucking nightmare, but we're still selling we, it. We sunk so. our life savings into those t-shirts. Please buy them. We, we <laughs> desperately need that money back. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to get a Ferrari. We made a huge mistake. Please buy the t-shirt. Please buy the t-shirt. The merch, <laughs> the merch is important. Yeah. We got gambling debts, bro. We, we need this. Tony Khan ain't returning our calls, bro. Don't make us put the gun out. Yeah, exactly. And and I want to thank my regular co-host Dylan as well for uh, absolutely nothing. Like he's contractually obligated to be here, so we couldn't no show even if you wanted to. Suck it, Dylan. I will. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, into that going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> you asked me to, so. And finally, I want to thank all you folks at home for bearing with us while we took a wee break between season four and five. It's been good to refresh, and we've got some fucking kick-ass storylines to share with you over the next 12 weeks. There are some in that season that have been requested by dozens of you, and there are some that we've been wait- wanting to do for a long time, so we can't hear. We can't wait to see, can't wait for you to hear what we've got in store. Anyway, that's us, Kayfabers. For Tyler, Dylan, and little Vincent, I'm Bryce, and we'll see you next week for the premiere of our fifth season. Take it easy, folks. Goodbye. Bye.